Merry Christmas, everyone. It is such a joy to be with you today as we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus. And whether you are worshiping with us in person or you are worshiping with us online, we are so incredibly thankful that you are part of our worshiping community today. Um, we know that this season brings with it lots of joy, and we also know that this can be a tough season for a lot of us. And so wherever you are on your faith journey, wherever you are in life, God meets you in this place and welcomes you in this place, and so do we. We are glad that you are here. Let us turn our hearts and minds to the worship of God. John 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ, our light. May you shine before us, in us and through us, as your light transforms your world. Christ has come. Thanks be to God. Please stand as you are able. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive the let every heart prepare him through and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing and heaven and heaven nature sing joy the world 
with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his Friends, let's continue to sing, sing, hark. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled, joyful
take a moment right now to turn to those around you and welcome them to church today. I invite you to be seated, and as we continue to worship together, would you join me in an attitude of prayer? Oh, Holy One, oh, Emmanuel, God with us, we have been so anxiously waiting for your arrival in our midst, and now the time has come, so welcome. As we gather together in this place, we invite your presence in our midst, in us and among us, Lord Jesus, for it is you we have come to worship. And God, we confess that on this Christmas day, there's a lot that we carry with us into this space. For even though we've been anxiously awaiting and preparing for weeks, Somehow we are never quite ready for your presence. There's always a few things left undone, a few things left unsaid, a few presents left unwrapped or words unspoken. So God, in this space, silence our spirits and quiet our hearts to hear the cry of the newborn baby to hear the song of the angels, the shouts of joy from the shepherds. God, there is so much that we carry into this space in our own lives and the lives of our friends and our family and our communities. So God, silence our spirits and quiet our hearts as we lift up to you the sorrows and the griefs and the fears and the concerns that we bring into this space today. We lift them up to you in this quiet moment, knowing that you hear them all. And God, silence our spirit and quiet our hearts just long enough to shout for joy for all of the blessings and the gratitude and the overwhelming beauty of this day. We lift them up to you now. O Holy One who is in our midst, we welcome you this Christmas. Be born in us today be for us the light in the darkness, the light in a weary world. For you are Emmanuel, God with us, now and always. And we are grateful. Amen. Friends, as we gather together, as we remember Christ's light coming into the world, we remember that we as a church are called to be that light for the world, uh, to welcome people that struggle to find a place, to shed the power of God's love on those who feel unloved, uh, to make a difference in what God is doing.
And we are thankful that because you give, we as a congregation are able to do that. Um, as we finish out this year and look towards a new year um, with the power of God's light leading us and guiding us, um, we as a congregation um, are still about $640,000 shy of our goal for the year um, that will give us a fresh start um, as we begin the new year together, seeking out how God is leading us to be the light in the world. And so if you would like to make a gift tonight, um, you will find ways to give on the screens. Um, that This is so that we can do the work that God has called us to do. Um, and so as the ushers uh, are among us and we prepare to present this offering to God who presented us with the greatest gift of all this night. Let us turn to God in an attitude of prayer. God, we give you thanks for your gift to us. This babe born in the manger so many years ago and born in our hearts and our lives and your world still today. We pray, God, that these gifts that we offer to you may be multiplied used to share your love and light with a hurting world, that we can truly be the people who receive you and who share the glorious news of your presence this day and every day. Amen. together.
amen, amen. I invite you to remain standing as you were able as we receive God's holy word to us this day and familiar scripture, but one which always has something new to teach us because God always has something new to teach us. Let us receive these words from Luke chapter two. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angel had left them, the shepherds turned to one another and said, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told them. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. You can be seated. And as you are, I invite you to turn with me in an attitude of prayer. God, we have prepared to receive you into our lives and into this world. In this moment, God, may we receive your word for us on this Christmas. The word that you would have us hear and receive. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. This story is one which is so familiar to any of us who have grown up in the church and many that have not grown up in the church. Whether you have watched Charlie Brown or any of a number of Christmas specials, we know this story. But one of the things that I love most each and every year is getting to witness children hearing and receiving this story for the very first time, to see them trying to make sense of it. This year, I saw some wonderful pictures of this on my social media feed of kids who 
had been given different nativity sets or had borne witness to that, and to see them try and figure out what this story was all about. One of my friends posted a picture of her little boy playing with the set and said that in his mind, this was more about Mary and Joseph kissing um, than about the birth of the little one that is left there on the table. Um, another child, as they read and heard this scripture, um, had Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus fleeing in a John Deere tractor. Still another one had the sheep coming, not led by the shepherds, um, but in a dump truck that was driven um, by a camel. <laughs> Still another, as she saw the nativity set on her little counter at the home, said that when she saw the nativity set, it was not Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus, but her mother and dad and baby brother in a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> we all try to make sense of this story. And what these children's interpretations illustrate is the need for all of us to find ourselves in the story. We want to know that we have a place in the story of God. But whether it is due to church teachings or doctrine, or whether it is due to what we have been told by preachers or parents or the world, many of us are led to believe that we don't have a place in the story of God. That the story of God is not one for us, or is not one for a certain group of people. One of my favorite Christmas stories is that of the best Christmas pageant ever. A book that tells the story of when the worst kids in school, the Herdmans, took over the church Christmas pageant. The Herdmans were known for smoking cigars, for burning down supposedly the shed of one of the community members. The Herdmans were known for being mean and for stealing lunch money. The Herdmans were also known for not having parents at their house to take care of them. The Herdmans were known for being angry kids who had been lost and abandoned. And when the Herdmans decided to come to church for the free donuts and decided to insert themselves into the Christmas story, it didn't go over so well with the church. Because they could not imagine that Imogene Herdman, who was caught smoking cigars in the church bathroom, could have anything in common with Mary. <laughs> or that one of the kids who was known for stealing lunch money could possibly be a magi that offers a gift to the baby Jesus. Or Gladys, who was known around school for scaring all of the people that were cast as the shepherds, how could she possibly have anything in common with the angel of the Lord who brought good news 
to those who were keeping watch over their flocks by night. How could these children who were broken, who were abandoned, who were lost and who let anger and resentment eat up their hearts and enter into the world through them, how could they have a place in the story of God? Many of us may have felt this way before. Now, we may not smoke cigars in the church bathroom, <laughs> or we may not um, chase around cats or burn down someone's shed, or maybe we have done that. Or maybe we are the people whose lunch money was stolen, or we are the ones who have been bullied ourselves. And we have received messages that the story of God is not for us. That we aren't good enough or worthy enough, angelic enough, pure enough to have a place in God's story. But if that is what we have been told, then we have been told a lie. Because the babe born into a manger is a sign for all of us that God is not done with us. That God wants to be with us no matter who we are or what we have done or what has been done to us. We have a place in God's story because in coming down to earth, God brought God's story to us. God entered into our story and made our story his. I recently heard a friend tell of when her mother was a little girl. And as her mother was a little girl, a toddler about three, she was old enough to know right from wrong. And this little girl had just gone against everything that her mother had told her while they were out Christmas shopping one day. She had thrown a fit, she had made a mess, and when they got home, her mother was just done. And she placed the little girl into her playpen uh, that she had outgrown a little bit as a playpen, but it sort of served as a, a seating moment of sorts to separate her out, to put her in her place and let her calm down. She puts her in the playpen as she goes to unloading the groceries and doing all that needed to be done in the preparations for Christmas. And the child's grandfather, the woman's father, comes in. And as she does, she says, do not take the little one out of the playpen. She is there thinking about the consequences of her decision. Do not take her out of there. But as the mother goes back into the kitchen and continues preparations, she hears crying turn to laughter. And she says, my dad took her out of the playpen. He did exactly what he was not supposed to do. But when she goes into the living room, she realized that he had not taken the child out, but that he had gotten in. 
That is the story of the incarnation. God coming to live among us, not because we are good, not because we are perfect, not because we deserve it, but because God wants a place with us. And God wants to help us. And God wants to walk with us in the mess and the muck of this world, to be with us in our brokenness and work to make us whole. Dietrich Bonhoeffer is, uh, was a Catholic priest living in Germany during World War II. He was part of the resistance. And from prison, he wrote what has been compiled as words from a manger. And Dietrich Bonhoeffer asked, what happened in that manger so many years ago? What happened? God had seen the misery of the world and had come himself in order to help. Now he was there not as a mighty one, but in the obscurity of humanity, where there is sinfulness, weakness, wretchedness, and misery in the world. That is where God goes. And there he lets himself be found by everyone. We all have a place in the story of God. And we all have a place in sharing the birth of this Savior with everyone. Because if we have a place in God's story, so does everyone in the world. This is good news of great joy for all the people. Thanks be to God. Tonight we celebrate Christmas. God's coming into this world, not as a powerful conqueror, but as a humble child, inviting all into light and life in God's beloved community. Yet, we know that we too often fail to be that beloved community. A word of anger breaks another's heart. A church's silence damages a family. A nation's anger brings war and destruction. And so, as Christ draws near to us, let us draw near to Christ, seeking forgiveness as we pray together. God of grace, you came for all of humanity, and with prejudice, we lay claim to your favor and place limits on your love. You came to us humble in a manger, and with greed, we aim for power and wealth at others' expense. Come, Lord Jesus, we pray. Join us at this table as you joined humanity so many years ago. Forgive us. Free us. Make us yours. Hear the good news of great joy for all the people. By the light and love of Christ, our Savior is here, and we are forgiven. We are freed, and we are God's beloved. And so as God's beloved children, let us rejoice and give thanks. 
God of wonder, when there was nothing but darkness, you brought forth twinkling lights of stars, moons, and planets. From swarming waters of chaos, you birthed life to crawl, fly, and leap, and bound across the deserts, plains, and mountains, and swim through deep oceans. Out of dust, you formed and shaped us in your image, writing us into your wondrous story of creation forever a part of your heart. But we were convinced that we did not need you, writing our own stories wrapped in cocoons spun by sin and death. Over and over, your prophets called us back to you, but we continued our own plots of destruction. And in your holiness, you could have stayed aloof, letting the world drift back into chaos. But you continued to make us a part of your story by becoming part of our story, becoming one of us, a child born into a place we could not have imagined, to a family none would have picked. A little child, Jesus knew the hunger and fears of poverty and despair. A young boy, Jesus knew the doubts and questions of wondering about the future. A worker, Jesus knew the struggles to put food on the table a storyteller, Jesus knew how to reach the deepest depths of the human heart. A servant, Jesus was willing to take on our death for us, so that in the power of the resurrection, sin and death lost their power over us, which is good news of great joy for all people. Jesus often gathered around the table to eat among those who were broken. And so tonight, we remember the child that came into this broken world. We gather around the table, broken people, remembering Christ who came into this world to make us whole. We remember one meal when Jesus knew his death was coming and he sat around a table with his friends, imperfect as they were. And he took bread, he gave thanks to you, gave it, broke it, gave it to his friends and he said, take and eat, this is my body given for you. Do this and remember me. When the supper was over, he took the cup and he gave thanks to God and he said, this is my blood poured out for you. This cup holds the promise of forgiveness for you, for others, for all. Take and drink, taste and share, do this and remember me. And so tonight, today, we do this and we remember. Let us pray. God of life, pour out your spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of grain and grape. As we eat and drink, may we know your presence. May we be open to the possibilities of your love. May we be strengthened for the work of justice and peace. May we be united with one another and the one incarnate in your story of creation until the fullness of your reign and the fulfillment of your beloved community. Amen. I'd like to invite those who are serving to please come forward um, and want to extend an invitation to all who would like to be a part of this holy meal tonight. 
Um, as you are invited by our usher, you are invited to come down the center aisle um, and you can go to one of three stations. In the center will be gluten-free station and on the sides will be bread and cup. Um, you'll be practicing, we'll be practicing by intinction and so you'll be given either a wafer or a piece of bread and you can dip it into the cup um, and then eat and receive this holy meal. In the United Methodist tradition, we believe that this is not our table but God's. Um, and so... You don't have to be a member of this or any church, just that you wish to love God and to receive that love this evening. The table has been prepared and God's grace has been freely given. You are invited to come.
began the service with the reading from the Gospel of John, which says that when Christ came into this world, light came into the darkness, and the darkness shall not overcome it. And so at the end of every service on Christmas Eve, we light candles from the Christ candle as a reminder of that light that comes to each and every one of us and spreads through each and every one of us. As we sing Silent Night, we are going to begin with the light and then we are gonna go forth and light candles and you can light one another's candles as well. So I invite you to rise as you are able as we sing and as we share the light of Christ.
Friends, as we have received the light of Christ, let us go forth to share that light with all we meet so that those who do not know it will find in you and in God a generous and precious friend. So go in peace. Have a Merry Christmas. Walk with Jesus and tell someone about Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church.